You're listening to the MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update Podcast. We can't ignore that uh, share price movement that Skulk mentioned. Uh, multi-choice surging on the back of the news that Canal Plus wants to acquire the rest of the business that they don't already own. Um, and I'm joined on the line now by editor at Tech Central, Duncan McLeod, to take a look at this. Good evening, Duncan. Uh, nice to speak to you again. I think I spoke to you on Tuesday, uh, but nice to speak to you again. Uh, let's take a look at this amazing news. I mean, I suppose the market, uh, not knowing what to make of it other than to be overly excited, um, and a 40% premium is definitely something to be excited about, regardless of uh, what kind of shareholder you are and how long you've been a shareholder. Oh, I don't know about that because multi-choice's shares have been under significant pressure over the last six to seven months, and uh, the offer that um, that Canal Plus has put on the table here is actually below where multi-choice was trading a year ago. So um, you could argue that uh, they're actually potentially getting this business at a steal. Um, it has been under pressure over concern um, about uh, uh, the performance of DSTV and also the investments that are having to make in relaunching Showmax. Um, so the share price has been very depressed, and the case could be argued that um, Canal Plus is trying to get this as a steal. Maybe they should be offering more. Mm, I was going to ask you what the fair, what, what a fair value seems to be, but as you rightly mentioned, I think uh, end of January last year, around exactly this time last year, the share price was closer to 140 rand, uh, and they yes. were still committing to increasing their shareholding back then at the same uh, 130, 140 rand range. So one could exactly. definitely argue that you're getting uh, almost a 50% discount on that price, and the mm. business has now relaunched Showmax. It's now a stronger business. It's 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 seemingly um, on a better footing than what it might yeah. have been a year ago. Um, but let's look at some of the mechanics of uh, the deal, Duncan. It it's all good and well to to want to go down this road, but obviously there's still it's still subject to a lot of approvals. And I suppose the biggest yeah. approval that uh, sits in everyone's mind is the regulations that are in place around broadcasting rights. If I'm not mistaken, a foreign Correct. entity cannot own more than twenty percent of the broadcasting rights. Now this presents a unique conundrum for. A company like MultiChoice, in that, um, if you're a national broadcaster and you've got those broadcasting rights for certain things, do you give that up? How do you structure the business? There are obviously ways to structure the business to get around this. Um, but do you think this will be obviously this will be one of the considerations? What are the other considerations you think that the Competition Commission will be looking at? Well, yes, there's a there's a lot there. I think the Competition Commission process is going to be separate to this, and and I'm sure the Competition Commission, which has been very aggressive in in uh, blocking uh, M&A activity in the in the, let's call it the digital sector um, in the last year. So I, I would be surprised if the competition commission, if it got to the competition commission, that they wouldn't launch a full scale investigation into this deal and its potential impact on the market. And if they were to approve it, there's no doubt that there'd be big strings attached to any deal. But that's that's only part of the challenge of getting this deal across the line. You mentioned the 20% figure. Just for clarity, it's not a um, it, it, um, Canal Plus' stake in multi-choice is already above 20%. In fact, at the last disclosure, it's sitting at 31.7%. Uh, however, mm. what the law actually says is that uh, no foreign entity may hold more than 20% of the voting rights uh, in a South African broadcaster. Um, and what multi-choice has done is ensured that none of its... Um, that that, it, that Canal Plus does not ha- exercise those rights, does not have those 
voting rights, even though its economic interest in multi-choice is beyond 20%. In theory, they could buy 100% and not have any voting rights in the business, but there's no way, of course, they're going to do that. They want control. Yeah, I was just gonna, I was just going to say, Duncan. I mean, it's it's one thing to um, exercise that, and I think it's in it's inscribed in the memorandum of understanding that multi choice does have it is those voting rights. You're absolutely correct there. Uh, that apolog- is correct. Apologies yeah. for not mentioning that. Yeah, it is, it's certainly the voting rights, um, but. If I own 100% of a company, I'm not going to sit there and uh, be unable to render un- uh, enough influence to what I feel is a strategy yep. for a business I'm paying for. So certainly that has to come across to uh, Canal to say, okay, but then how do we present that influence without infringing on um, those uh, voting restrictions? Mm. And how do we then more importantly convince yep. All the other parties, whether it's the competition commission, whether it's uh, the the regulator that would uh, oversee all of this, how do we convince other parties that we will then not be overstepping? Or do we then say, we're going to take a different approach? We'll wrap it up in different structures. We'll uh, put a trust in place that will hold our shareholding or whatever. Um, I I guess that's the conundrum that Canal has to now uh, contend with and deal with. But I'm sure they would have thought about this over the last three years. I'm, I'm sure they have, but I, I, I'm a layman, I'm not a lawyer, um, but I, I can't see a way they can get this across the line as it currently stands. Unless the rule applies only to multi-choice South Africa and not to multi-choice group and Canal Plus somehow engineers a deal that involves the rest of Africa operations, excluding South Africa potentially, if that is the case, and I don't know if it is, um, Perhaps they could they could um, not buy the South Africa component of multi choice, but I'm not sure multi choice would want to split itself up like that. Uh, yeah, value that is seems, being one con- that seems complicated, entity. right? That seems complicated yeah. to then say um, the South African business will be separate and then a wholly owned subsidiary of the group business. And how do we then deal with? Because I suppose if we go that route, we now have to deal with delisting or, or a separate listing or separation of the listing on the JSC yeah. because the group is what's listed on the JSC, not South Africa. Yes. No, it's very, very complicated to get a deal like this across the line. And without a change to the actual legislation, I can't, I can't see how it, how it would happen. Now, we know that there's a draft um, audio-visual services white paper, I think it's called, uh, which is an overhaul of broadcasting legislation in South Africa. I think it's meant to replace the Broadcasting Act and that has proposed increasing the limit on foreign ownership from 20% to 49%, um, which may change the picture a little bit, but it still doesn't get them control. Um, that legislation, though, is still going through the processes and is unlikely to see the light of day, I think, much before 2026. Um, so they, they can't rush a deal now and do a deal this year or even next year um, on the basis of the legislation possibly changing. A lot of um, possibilities there, um, which, which I think will be, you know, um, it, it's really difficult to see how they get this across the line. The other question to ask is whether Canal Plus, Plus is simply trying to muddy the water in some way. Um, you'll remember that uh, the new, newly relaunched Showmax um, has a U.S. investor in the form of Comcast, which is mm. one of the world's biggest media companies, and they own NBC, Universal, and the U.K.'s Sky Group. Um, and I, I'm sure the executives sitting in Paris at Canal Plus have been watching Multi-Choice and Comcast getting cozier and cozier with one <laughs> another. Comcast 
owns 30% of Showmax, and Calvin Moella, the group CEO of MultiChoice, has said that MultiChoice is open to them buying even more. Mm. Um, and because they've become so cozy with each other, maybe Comcast itself might consider buying a stake in MultiChoice. And, and perhaps the executives at Canal Plus are watching the situation with, with, uh, with a bit of um, trepidation, wondering if they're about to lose their, their prized um, asset that they've been building up a stake in here. Um, for Canal Plus, this is really important for two reasons. Firstly, they're being unbundled and separately listed in Paris. They're being unbundled from Vivendi Group, which is the biggest media group in France and probably Europe, um, and listing separately. So they're, they're looking to build up bulk for that listing uh, to underpin that Paris, the Paris listing of Canal Plus. And the other thing is that um, the, the, Canal, the Canal Plus and... Um, Multi-choice African operations are very complementary because Canal Plus operates mainly in, in uh, Francophone Africa. It's very strong in Francophone Africa, and Multi-choice is very strong in Anglophone Africa. So putting them together would create a powerhouse African broadcaster. And if, uh, if Comcast edges its way in and, and starts buying up stakes and possibly buying a stake in Multi-choice Group, that could scupper uh, the chances of Canal Plus to build a powerful pan-African a broadcaster. So I think there's a lot of stuff at play behind the scenes here, uh, and it's going to be fascinating to see how it plays out. But I think there's even a possibility that Comcast might get involved in the bidding. Duncan, I think you've just turned the com- conversation completely on its head. We've gone from uh, whether or not multi-choice wa- or whether or not Canal Plus wanted to buy at a discount to potentially what we saw happen with uh, Northam and Implats over that uh, Royal Buffer King deal. And nobody wants to let the opposition buy the stock at a cheap price. So maybe you're right. Maybe Canal Plus is saying if Comcast wants to get involved, we're not going to let their average price be lower than what we paid. And so it would yep. be in everyone's interest to prop up the share price uh, even back up to 130 rand even if it doesn't go beyond yeah. that so that's that's a definitely there's, another angle there is a potential for a bidding war here it very definitely is but again this this 20 percent could be the thing that scuppers anyone buying multi-choice but we'll, we'll have to see maybe i mean there's always a way to get over these things politically i suppose um but you know whether the whether canal plus or anyone else has had a conversation with with any of our cabinet ministers about Doing a deal, I don't know, um, but that that could be the sticking point. That could be the thing that makes a deal impossible. It's always nice to see what happens when companies that have large balance sheets and don't know what to do with their cash all get into the same room and decide to do something. We'll have to leave it at that, Duncan. <laughs> Thanks so much for your insights. It's Duncan McLeod, editor at uh, Tech Central, sharing his insights on the latest announcement that we got that multi-choice could potentially be bought out by uh, their French um, counterpart or French company that already has an existing shareholding uh, in the form of Canal Plus. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb SAFM market update podcast uploaded weekdays at 7 p.m. For more MoneyWeb podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.